Thursday, 8th of June. Is JD back next week? Uh, when he gets back, he's going to take... I think the first thing he's going to say to us is, good to be back, fellas. I think the length of your podcast is too bloody long. Well, I'll be like, pretty much fuck off, JD. You've been away three weeks. This is how it's running now. And then he's going to say, I think I think the explicit language in the podcast is too much. Yeah, well, there, there you go. That's not changing. I've added it in. You've approved it, technically. Well, you haven't disapproved it, which means you've approved it. So, And Bogan Geologists loved it. Mate, uh, head back, everyone. Have a listen to our little WA1 spectacular yesterday. Bloody brilliant. Had a couple of uh, couple of Twitter folk on. Uh, Bogan Geologists and... Emmanuel Dat, who people call Manny, I called him Datty, which can be confused with Daddy. But uh, Daddy mate, Dat, Mister Dat, he's all Dat, mate. It was a uh, it was a good episode, eh, Trav? I thought it was loved awesome. it. Yeah, I really liked it. I think like, very detailed from the lads. It's kind of cool. You put you know, um, Bogan geologist, this pseudonymous, you know, smart Twitter guy, um, on the same call with you know this bloody professional finance fund manager guy, and um, it was just great content. I think they've done. You know, a few Twitter spaces together before, so it wasn't their first time talking together. But it's just, I don't know. I really like that dynamic, Maddie. A bit like you and I, mate. The, the professional guy and the uh, oh, the rugged just, guy. It just works. It just works, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I did. Right, I did yeah. like uh, Bogan geologist's comments about, even though, as he said, he's uh, balls deep in uh, WA one, or him and his mates, his family, <laughs> and the local Uber drivers. But as he said, he is still looking for red, fl- red flags. He hasn't found significant ones yet, but as soon as they come up, he will voice them. So he's a bit of a, you'd say, a bit of an independent share market philanthropist. Oh, he's not independent. He, he owns a shitload. Well, he owns a bunch of it. So, oh, like, yeah. but he works independently. Yeah, yeah. He's not yeah, yeah, he's not. Yeah, conf- conflicted from third parties is how I yeah, think about it. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I think um, yeah, I like, I like Bogan's work. So appreciate you coming on, lads. That was awesome. Manny and Bogan. Right, today, Trap. Short and sharp because uh, tomorrow, everyone, we've got Mark Williams coming on. Yep. MD of Red 5. Yep. Now, considering their last couple of months of um, improved performance, we thought, why not get Mark on to – we're not going to focus on the past. The past is a past that's been uh, done to death by everyone with Red 5. We want to talk about the future, I guess, where these operations are heading, whether they can maintain this steady state ounce output and uh, hopefully see a bit of a turnaround. So yeah, it's a good announcement yesterday. Um, so they had record production despite, you know, having to, 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 to close the mill for, well, that, for yeah, a couple Four-day four mill shutdown, still yeah. got 19,000 ounces. Um, you know, yeah. everyone's predicting around that 200. So and 19,000 gives you, what's that, 228,000 a year. So That's with, four, the, um, with four-day mill shutdown. So it seems like they've, they've got to, you know, the better parts of the pit, the higher-grade portions of the pit, got through the oxide um, and, yeah, be keen to talk about how they're going to maximise what's coming out of the underground, which is obviously the higher grade, um, and how this uh, big 4.7 million tonne mill is going to going to work long term. So it should be a good chat. Looking forward to that, Trav. Me too, mate. Mate, uh, should we start with the recap or you want to start with Trav's top tweets? Oh, what do you, what do you reckon? Mate, I reckon Trav's top tweet. Right. Oh, oh. 
Yeah. I reckon, no, I reckon we'll rip into the recap. All I right. don't know. Oh, geez, right. I'm indecisive. Oh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll go to the recap. We'll do the recap. Right, we'll go to the recap. So uh, what do we got? Westgold. Westgold uh, reports another record production month from the Bluebird Underground. So 49,000 tonne coming out delivering 6.3 thousand ounces. So that's for the month of May. Yes, so mate. this is in parallel to the uh, takeover time for Musgrove. Ooh. Oh, yeah, mate. Uh, we have Wayne on this week, by the way, but this is um this is in the spirit. You've got to put out good news flow, Maddie, when you've when you've got a takeover offer denominated in your script. Gotta to, gotta to make sure the market knows that, that script is uh worth a bit. So you gotta you gotta have a good lineup of good news flow. Yes. And uh, look, I know we talked about it the other day, like and you know, Wayne Wayne's charmed us a bit. Mm-hmm. I like Wayne because yep. he comes on, he, he he fronts the camera, he's uh he's great to have on, but like, you know, a bit of a would you call it not a not a silent assassin, but I think a very I, I look at him as a very clever man, like this whole Musgrave thing. As we, as we said the other day, Romelius have just finished their takeover of of Breaker. You've got you've got Silver Lake and St. Barbara, Silver Lake in the St. Barbara mix. You've also um oh, I guess you've got who else you got? You got Gascoigne drilling the hell out of, of their deposit. Um you got Evolution just recently come out the other day saying they want to – they're doing the mill upgrade for Munga, Munga, Mungara. So you're, you're convinced it was an opportunistic bid based on I reckon, the, I reckon it's a very calculated timing from Wayne and Westgold to put this bid forward now considering what all the other potential – sweeters are up to what do you think trav the calculated charmer is that a is that a fair analysis do you think i think it's plausible i i mean i it could be either way to be honest like i could see both sides of it so and i think the confusion speaks to the um the calculated charm you know uh so yeah yeah i know but i'm just like no he can't be (laughs) there's a lot more to this fella yeah oh wayne he's in me he's in me head (laughs) (laughs) right now i suppose speaking of um something that's a bit unfortunate for a company that is going uh, proposing a deal for Scrip, uh, Silver Lake gave an update on their sugar zone operation. So they had because they had bushfires over there um, that's not yet under control. The bushfire and the site access is restricted to essential staff only. So there's been some damage to a power line. So the operation is currently running on backup diesel. So they expect mining and processing activities to resume 19th of June once power is fully restored there. So I've, I think I've seen these this fire being announced in other companies as well. There must be some significant fires fires in in, uh, North America at the moment. Yeah, not good news. Yeah, uncontrollable this one. But unfortunate when um, part of their their offer is denominated in Silver Lake script, you wouldn't want this. No. Opposite to the the West Gold news flow, but yeah, uncontrollable. Yeah. Uh, Now, BlackRock Mining. Outraising money today, Trav. Eight million bucks with a free attaching option to participants. So they've got the... mm, Mahenge. Mahengay. Mahengay. Bloody hell, I'll get there eventually. Mahengay graphite deposit in Tanzania. Yeah. So tickling the uh, – shaking the tin as we say. Yeah, they come out with all these POSCO announcements recently. Um, so you can probably tell that that, that, w- that would pave the way to, to raise a bit of money off it. But um, you, you look at this and it's, you know, it's a raise that still includes a free attaching copy. So it looks like even when you have these um, agreements with the big big brand name, it's not like – it's easy to do the equity sell. So what do you mean by that? Go into that free attaching option, Trav. Uh, it's it's basically like you'll get like you as a participant in the placement, 
you get a free option. I, I can't see the terms of this one, but I read somewhere it's you know, one, for, one for free. But basically, like it's a bit of extra upside to you as a shareholder and and the company if they if they do really well and the share price goes up, those opies become in the money and they end up diluting all other shareholders. So it's a bit of a, a kicker to participating shareholders in this placement at the expense of existing shareholders. Yeah. Um, but you kind of sometimes you have to throw it in order to get get a deal done. Um, just you know to incentivize people to participate. So you know in this in this case, company had good good news flow, but you know this raise still has an attaching up here. Now Solus Minerals SLM a, bu- a recent little bolter this week. Uh, they were sitting at around uh, ooh, 13, 14 cents. Now up to seventy seven cents. Traded as high as that nearly bloody. Just below a buck, so they Solus are dual listed, so they're or no multiple listed. They looks like they've got a TSX listing, they've got a OTC and a France one as well. I always so. get so I can never understand why a, an exploration company has four listings. Like you're just chewing up compliance and you know like compliance fees there for buddy you know, very low benefit in my opinion. Yeah, so they're now they've this has all come from they've. Exercise executed the option to acquire the Jaguar Lithium project in in Brazil. Yeah, geez, we're trying a different thing with the mouse today, but it's uh, we're we're a bit all over the shop. So now, Latin Resources are the major shareholder in Solus in their Australian listing. So it's seventeen point nine. So um, yeah, it's going to be going to be an interesting one here, Trav. Well, when you put the this big on the, big bolter, yeah, when you put it on the recap today, I got to admit. Maddie, I got, I'm getting. I got nervous. I was like, "Oh no, we're not bloody promoting a bloody, you know, tiny company again, are we?" I, I was, I was half expecting to look at the market cap and see like three million bucks or something like that. But um, it's actually hard to find the total number of shares on issue at this one because they've got the Canadian CDIs and I did. Uh, from, from what I can tell, like on a on a post transaction basis after they issue all the shares for this, you know, option agreement, whatever, then um. You know, it looks like they're fully diluted market cap, including other opies on issue, is about 75, 80 million bucks. Yeah, right. And then this is like the I guess second line says they've uh, spodumene grades in oxidized pegmatite up to 4.95% from rock chips. Well, I mean, this is the, the theme going on on the ASX right now. How many of these bloody, you know, ASX companies that were doing something else before have all got these options to acquire these lithium assets? There's a bunch of them happening, especially in Quebec right now. Um, on some you know some questionable ground that hasn't really you know got any geological reporting of being you know um, perspective for lithium and then and then they do a capital raise off the back of it and then there's all these performance rights that rinse out and it all yeah I mean it's it's a theme right because lithium market participants are the only ones sort of still being active in the equity market and I think that's sort of driving some of the the um, the activity of, of the acquisitions I don't know if this project's any good or not I'm just talking about a broad theme. But there, um, it's obviously a cornerstone play from Latin. Yeah, the cornerstone, cornerstoning this company to yep. go to further ex- yep. exploration. And if it comes up trumps, then they will take it over. You would assume. So that seems to be where it's heading. So now something that caught our eye today, uh, Brightstar. They they caught our attention today. Uh, Brightstar put out this investor investor press, and it was in. Uh, after we uh, noticed some of the comments about toll trading and stuff at Gwali the other day, building Western Australia's next gold mine, a big Alex Rivera is putting the bloody putting it on the block. Australia's He's coming next into town. He's, he's caught me off guard. I got to admit, Matty. Like I, I sort of, you know, been following the company just from the bloody ancillary 
perspective on you they it was the old stone resources which is super troubling and then they merged they became bright star merged with king west and rebranded got you know change of management looked like they cleaned up some of the old um baggage so but then they come out with this bloody being wa's next gold producer and then i'm reading there's a bloody a toll toll milling agreement with st barbara i had no idea any any ore was going to Going to Gwali from I'm saying Barbara shareholder mate. I thought I I was across it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not. God, you got to do more. We've both got to do more DD I on do. our holdings. I know. Five hundred dollars is at risk. Well, that um. So and if you go back to the King West announcements, 28th of March this year. So they uh, executed a toll milling agreement with Saint Barbara for this Selkirk mining joint venture. So they got a 50-50. Uh, with a private with a private company. Um, so it's only for it's only for thirty for 30,000 tonnes of ore from this and it's supposed so, to be coming out. So it's not much. 30,000 30, tonne at, at whatever gram it might be, you know, sub it's sub, sub 10,000 ounces. Yeah, I but, think Gwali already had some toll treating arrangements in place. Like there was, what was that one? They were trying to IPO. It was like Linden, Linden Alliance. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they bought Second Fortune Gold Mine off of Nova back. It's all unlisted, but they're trying to IPO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're... It's, this is obviously a little snatch and grab. It's for like a cutback of their existing pit at, um, at this Selkirk joint venture. So you would assume that whoever, if that agreement's already been signed by St. Barbara, then assume, assuming Genesis then uh, take over, they this agreement would still be in play with Genesis or it might be, would it need to be re-signed. That's how yeah. it works. Yeah. 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 I mean, like the agreement would be with the subsidiary company and then um, what what – yeah, like Genesis acquiring that. Yeah, yeah, right. So you got okay, the, and as a, another thing that sparked the interest was this whole region. So they put up a good, um, I guess, a good overview, a good picture of um, this whole Menzies, Laverton, Leonora whole region, even working up north to Dukedon and everything, showing that. And you look at all the, I guess, there's a lot of private tenements within this as well. So, and we're looking at this because we're obviously bloody balls deep in. And Leonora and just wondering how, like if there is an aim to consolidate it who are you consolidating who are the players right exactly and where um and, and also looking at a, when a company comes out and says like look we're, we're planning to mine like i think that's a another thing that we're like oh geez that's uh in in this environment that's a it's a very um big thing to live up to to, to yeah. actually execute it so yeah well if they're not told if they're not building a mill, then yeah, you don't have the huge capex up front. But mobilizing a fleet and everything like that, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. So, so that that Selkirk JV. So this is the one near Menzies, the one that's going to toll treat. So there, that's a JV with BML, and so it says here in the uh, initial toll trading announcement. This is by King West that uh, BML is responsible for all capital costs, mining and haulage, with profits split on an even 50-50 basis upon reconciliation of gold sales and project costs. So, so, so the, the, the mining contractor is splitting profits 50-50 with right start and that's after they pay a dollar, dollar per tonne. Oh, that'd be, so they'd pay, what are they? I think they work at, I think it's like usually 50 bucks a tonne to but toll to treat. treat. Oh, I'm not sure. I, yeah. think they, I think that's a back of the envelope. Depends what it is. 50, yeah. I remember someone saying 50, 50 bucks a tonne. Yeah, so the economics get divvied up a bit here. So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So anyway, that's it. But uh, it's only for 30,000 30, tonne. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, um, I, I guess once we start looking at the region, so that's the Menzies area. So they've got a lot of 
exploration potential there by the sounds in that Menzies region. They've got a they've got a resource there, but I think they're going to drill out and focus on the high grade. If you head over to Laverton now, so they've got the the Bright Star plant. So that that's the the yep. plant just east of um, east of Laverton. Yeah. So do you know do you know when that was last operating? Because it's been in care maintenance a while, right? Ooh, dunno, dunno. I know it's set I know it's said today. Uh Como engineers have said it's only about a five and a half million bucks to refurbish it. Oh and expand it to six hundred and fifty thousand nah, ton annum. Nah, just put a line through that number. Oh, is that because JR's not doing it? No, it's it's <laughs> just a, it's a silly number, right? I remember back in the day when Middle Island were bloody putting out you no know, only only eight million dollars to restart. Um the sandstone plant. If you ever looked at a photo of it, you know it was clearly not going to be that much. <laughs> yeah, well, that was in that was in twenty. That was a report Como's put out in twenty twenty one. Yeah, no. Nah, so things things have changed. No a bit way. There. So like, anyway, that'll... when you're on care maintenance, you know how things are, mate. Like just yeah, pump start breaking things. Things you know, there's just a whole bunch of like software doesn't get updated. All this stuff happens. Yeah. Mm. So that'll that'll come out in the scoping, I guess. So that they've got that plant. They've got. Their ground out that way, but then we're we're looking out east of Laverton, past um past Mount Morgan's, and you've got this this magnetic resources. Yeah, <laughs> this one was uh very uh very interesting. So caught us off guard. This one we look at the photo and recognise all of the all of the logos on the on the map except for bloody except for one. Mate, yeah, and then because then we started looking at I guess the the cap of it. I think because I think. Bright star with all this going on. I think they're just above twenty million. Tiny, 20, tiny market cap. Yeah, tiny yeah. market cap. But then we uh we come across this uh magnetic resources. And so we do a bit <laughs> we do a bit of digging there. So they've they've got six hundred thousand ounces at uh what is it, one point four grams. So six hundred thousand ounce resource, one point four four hundred thousand that of uh is inferred. They've got a lot of ground out of uh, Laverton, you look at their uh, capitalization summary here, $165 million market cap, wow. fully fully diluted. Wow. So they've that got – um, and you look at you look at the share price and they're like they've halved. Like they're up near $1.40. They're sitting down around um, – they're 70, sitting around 72 cents now. So they've halved. They've got 600,000 ounces, no, no infrastructure or nothing. They did have some ground up near – Julema, but um, yeah. it's all attributed to this Laverton thing, and oh. like very, very tightly Chinese held. It appears so. You look at the top shareholders here, so only just under thirty percent are retail, twenty um, percent in board and management, and then you've got yeah, Chun Kong Lim six point six percent, Jim Sang Own fifteen percent, another uh, another super target range at Elcock Super Fund ten point seven percent. It's a mystery, this one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I reckon so when very, you use something very, like this, you very gotta, tightly held, no liquidity. Yeah, you got to look at the like, like imagine, like just whenever you sort of buying shares to the punters, just look at the, the daily volume and just always factor in. You know, if I needed to sell my position, can I like really do it without moving the share price too much? And um, yeah, for some companies that appear to have a really high valuation and you can't back sell their value, often what you'll see is low. Low, low turnover of the stock, low volume. So no real ability to actually realise that value if you wanted to sell. But that's a pretty phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal uh, mark, fully diluted market cap for uh, 600,000 low-grade ounces, eh, hey, Trav? It doesn't make much sense to me. 
And then and you go into their um their one of their presentations. They've uh, they talk about this and they, they've repeated this for a, a lot of presentations that you looked at, Trav. This uh, strategic review, part three of this uh, this journey plan, uh, review opportunities to maximise shareholder value. That's a good start. We yeah. all, all shareholders means, want that. Which means sale process. App- appointment of strategic review advisor and global investment bank Jefferies. Yeah, uh, and at the bottom. So that's strange, right? Because like Jefferies don't have a presence here, really. Like, um, where are they? Well, it's, it's, I think the most of the stuff's in the US, but it's a pretty, yeah, unusual like bank to nominate and for a sale price, especially if, yeah, it just doesn't make much sense. Well, they're not hiding it. Max, it says maximize shareholder value, including assessment of all potential transaction options. I think that's only going, that transaction's only going in one direction is sell. Well, I don't think anyone's going to pay, you know, above its current market cap. Yes, that's probably that's probably why you've seen that in the um in the announcements for so long. <laughs> yeah, God, would you pay 160 million bucks for 600,000 ounces? I I I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't do that. Out this way, I would not do that. Yes. Well, what was Musgrove? So that was 170 million for nearly the 900 odd thousand, but High much grade. higher grade. <laughs> and a PFS. And a and a PFS. Um, and this one's what's this sitting at? 600,000 ounces of 1.4. So, yes, very, very interesting. So, because I think you look at what Bright Star's plans are to build this WA gold miner. So, uh, big, big focus on, they mention a lot, regional consolidation is underway in, in Leonora Laverton district. So, it appears they're, um, yeah, going to be really leveraging off that. So, and they did, did mention, um, you know, looking looking at other companies that you know whether haven't been been mismanaged or not managed at all or done really nothing. Um, you love your little companies, mate. Yeah, but this is. Uh, I think I just feel I'm just you know maybe it's because we're so invested in this area that there is a lot still to play out once this uh, Genesis thing goes through with Saint Barbara. If it goes through, mate, I got we got a vote coming up. Yeah, I know. Well, God, you could. Um, you can turn. You can turn. Move the needle here, Trav. <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, I have great, great say with my five hundred dollars of stock, mate. If- I think. I think this Menzies Leonora Laverton. I think it's my favourite region in WA. Oh. Got a soft spot for it. Yeah, I'm glad, mate. I like it. You, you've joined the 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 love for Leonora. You're part of the love story now, Maddie. Yeah, right. Anyway, <laughs> bloody, I'm I'm, I'm going to be watching this. Uh, Watching old magnetic resources now. That's yeah. uh, very interesting. Very interesting. God, I can't believe you hadn't heard of them either. I'll be not adding it to my watch list. <laughs> right. Now, let's get on to the, the big segment that everyone's been looking forward to this week. Now, the, we're going to introduce it in a new way. This is exciting, Trav. I'm oh. surprising you with something here. You have. You've been yeah busy, buddy, doing something behind my back this morning. Right, press the red top left button. Hey guys. Traps top tweets. <laughs> there we go. Traps top tweets. Ladies and gentlemen. Wow. How exciting. Now this is a first pass to temp. But, um, uh, <laughs> I'm excited, mate. Well, what an intro, Matty. Blimey. <laughs> Trav's top tweets. Oh, mate, here we go again. Like we had good feedback last week. People liked it. Twitter loved it. Twitter did love it. Twitter loved it. Got uh, some mixed feedback. Someone uh, got mm. some interesting feedback from someone that's not on Twitter. Yeah. 
Well, that I that I did jive, Jess. Yeah. Well, I don't think you did. We're going to persist. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so we've got uh four four tweets again today. So we'll I'll, um we'll kick things off, Maddie, with um a new friend of the pod. So number four top tweet of the week goes to our good friend, Mister Emmanuel Dat. Daddy oh, Dat, as you like to call him. The Datsun 180B. What a legend. Thanks thanks to Daddy. He uh, he made us all wiser on Niobium yesterday. And when I checked out his Twitter feed, Matty, it turns out he'd been also talking about our new favourite M&A deal. Emmanuel Dat, he says, MGV catch a bid with 30 cents in WGX paper. Interesting thing that no other strategic buyer can afford cash. So it's going to be a paper battle. Whose would you want to hold? As an MGV holder, West Gold or Remelius? Hmm, interesting one there. Good analysis. Mr. Dat, I think it all depends on who offers more and if Remelius even comes to the party. So we'll keep our eyes peeled. Number three, top tweet of the week goes to Mr. Maturing Minerals. And what, what he's done is he's, uh, he's taken a screenshot of, or he's shared a screenshot of uh, what appears to be a, a, a Morgan's Broker report where it sort of says, one quote in this Morgan's Broker report is um, Pilbara Minerals and the, the commentary is buybacks or a special dividend is a strong possibility in our view in the next six months. What Mr. Maturing Minerals says is Morgan's thinking a buyback is on the cards doesn't make sense to me. Why would Pilbara buy back its own stock? Makes no sense. I actually quite like the, um, the combo that flowed beyond it as well as one punter responds to him and says, um, because when you use a reasonable forward price curve, Pilbara trades at about five times slash three times FY25 slash 26 free cash flow. It makes total sense for a company to buy back its own stock at current levels versus such growth and cash flow generation potential. Maturing Minerals responds, you don't buy back your own stock when you're in a growth phase with years of CapEx slash OpEx ahead. Dividend is the only way they should redistribute to shareholders. Other than that, everything should go into expansion. So we've got split views here, Maddie, on uh, how Pilbara should should be allocating this big giant cash war chest that they've got. Mr. Maturing Minerals thinks it's dividends of the way and expansion. You see, I um What's your thoughts, Trav? What well, would you do? <laughs> well, 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 Maddie, it doesn't matter what I would do, but I can tell you one thing. I get the feeling that um, you know, buybacks and and, and dividends would might might not be the, the preferred option. We've seen some commentary from Dryblower and in mining news about Pilbara's appetite for M and A. And I think when you when when you, when you look at the fact that they hired um, the investment bank that's done the most lithium M and A transactions globally as their chief development officer, that's probably an indication that they're going to allocate that cash war chest to to M and A. Um, and I did notice I did notice the chief development officer building out their business development team, hiring on seek. So keep your and eyes you peeled on that front. So you don't need. Um too many hands on deck to do a share buyback plan, do you? Business development equals M&A, Matty. Very good. Good digging, Trav. I like it. Number two, top tweet of the week goes to buy low, sell high. He says- I like the news voice you get on this too. You've got a real <laughs> newsreader voice. I like it. Good friend of the show, buy low, sell high. Right. Novonics. Uh, he goes, deal with LG is awesome. $30 million convertible note in brackets, investment agreement. Lol. And what he's done, he's taken a screenshot of uh, Novonix's announcement. They've, they've they've agreed to this deal with with LG, um, and they've they've titled they've titled it a US thirty million dollar investment agreement. But he's highlighted the dot point that says we issue US thirty million dollars worth of unsecured convertible notes. Now, I think this is a topic for another episode, Matty, about um, the long history of convertible notes being um, being unfavorable to existing equity holders. 
But um, mm, and, and, and I think and there's a bit. Uh, yeah. They're like quicksand, aren't they? Yeah, they get um, stuck. They can they can serve a purpose and like at times, but um, yeah, there's like a lot of examples of um, it not being not being a good outcome to shareholders, and and clearly that's in the mind of Mister Buy Low Sell High on this one. Uh, so interesting, interesting thing. I think we're gonna have to follow up with another episode on that one. Yeah, very much so. Right, number one trap. Number, number one, one top tweet of the week. Top tweet. Oh, I like this one. Uh, it's uh, is number number one top tweet of the week goes to Mondi Invest. Now, there's a bit of a, a thread that sort of you know prefaces the the tweet that I really like here, and there's a bit of back and forth discussion. Um, one punter says, if your strategy is to buy assets profitable at $50 to $70 per pound, then sure, Bannerman or DPLO is not for you. If, however, you've done the supply-demand homework and you know the prices are headed well north of $90 per pound, term prices, I'm not even talking spot here, Namibia is a place to be. Now, you scroll down later in the thread and the tweet that I love from Mondi, he goes, to be honest, when someone says with absolute certainty that they know the prices are headed well north of US $90 per pound, I can tell they've already taken the pill. <laughs> this time is different, said about one of the most volatile and opaquely traded commodities in the world. Sigh. Ooh. Well done, Mondi. Loved it. Cheers, Mondi. Nothing like a bit of Twitter confidence, eh, Trav? I love it, mate. People are bold. Mm. Very bold on Twitter. Crisp today, mate. Yep. Crisper. 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 Yeah. There's a bit of editing to do, but don't worry about that. Uh, beautiful, mate. Uh, let's look here. There's a bit of bloody uh, – there's a bit of movement in the market, I reckon, coming up, and we're going to be right at the bloody helm Ooh, to yeah. deliver it to the money miners. Yeah, so. yeah. And if the money miners have any any uh, questions for Mr. Mr. Williams, let us know. Yes, very much so. Mate, who to root? money miners. The information contained in this episode of Money of Mine is of general nature only and does not take into account the objectives, financial situation or needs of any particular person. Before making any investment decision, you should consult with your financial advisor and consider how appropriate the advice is to your objectives, financial situation and needs.